720 WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for Bill and Wendy today. We sure are. What are you doing? You're doing a little pose. I had to do a little stretching. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Doing a little yoga. You were almost doing the W, uh, the M from the YMCA thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm not. But you're not. But anyway, hi, Jen B. Hi, Amy Guth. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Last time we were here, we were singing some Christmas caroling. We were. That was the um, WGN holiday extravaganza. Spectacular? Oh, spectacular. Yeah. I like to say extravaganza. I do, too. I love that word. It's a great, it's a great word. So that was the last time. When was that? That was... Uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah, that was Friday. That was very, very... Okay. So fun. And yeah, so Super we fun. sang a parody song, in case you missed it. You can find it at WGNRadio.com. Um, we sang... We, we like created a parody of 12 Days of Christmas. That's what, let's be honest. Amy Guth wrote it. Fantastic writer. Thank you. Yeah. And then we tweaked it a little together and we practiced and yeah. we just went for it. Yeah. It was very fun. It was super fun. And uh, it was like the 12 months of the news year. So yeah. really the research was finding, oh, what happened then? What happened that month? What Which happened? is interesting because I couldn't remember back It was far. a fascinating intellectual exercise because I was like, holy moly, that was just three months ago. That felt like two years ago. Right. <laughs> what? Which is something we're going to talk about today. We're going to be indeed. talking a little bit about that, uh, that feeling this time of year, especially we all go, whoa. Oh, where did the year go? Where did the time go? Time flies. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned my grandfather a lot on this station uh, because he's he's my buddy and he's been around for a very long time and, and he gives me lots of good wisdom. But one of those things he's always saying is like, oh no, just you wait. That's what everybody says, that as we get older, it, it feels like time is just flying by at a rate that we cannot... We can't even think about. No. And we have dug up a little bit of data on why that is. Yeah. And it's really fascinating. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit today. Um, but of course, we're also going to be talking about some things in the news. We're going to talk about net neutrality a bit. I, I can't wait because I know nothing. <laughs> I'm going to break it down for you. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, I'm so excited. All because right. I hear different things and I want to know the, the, the straight dope about it. And I'm your barometer for the straight dope? Okay. Okay. Maybe the unfiltered dope. I'll give you that. Yeah. Or just dope. (laughs) Just the dope. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So we're going to talk about net neutrality, a little bit about um, some cell phone guidelines. This is really interesting to me. Um, California has just issued, um, through their Department of Public Health, issued some guidelines about healthy cell phone usage. And we've, you know, I feel like I've talked about that topic many times on the station in various forms. Um, I had a doctor on the station on the Saturday night special, maybe about a year ago, talking about what it's doing to our necks. And he was, he kind of calculated the like, if you're facing down, how your head kind of like, how much weight is on the vertebrae of the neck. It was really fascinating. Our heads are heavy. Our heads are very, we got big old noggins. I call them jumbo melons. (laughs) And we've got jumbo melons. And it's true. When you turn it or lean it, there's a lot of pressure going on the old neck so we're like messing with our necks it's messing with our backs and add in we're seating you know we're seated all day and things hearing like that. all of it it's really interesting so we're we're going to talk about a little bit of that too so it's and we're going to get a visit from our friend steve dale steve dale i have some questions pet questions well there's lots of pet questions i hope he brings pets oh man that'd be so awesome i hope it's a chinchilla i don't know if he just has pets like on demand no. pets on call <laughs> But I, I, have, I have seen him walk into a place. With, like, he's walked in here with a dog before. Oh. It was a real sweet little angel bear of a dog. Got to know, because I've seen those shows on television where, because I'm a huge news blooper fan, and they have these pet shows where they bring pets and it goes awry. <laughs> and it's very, like, nothing... Well, probably there's something deadly, but we won't talk about that. But there's, but there's definitely some mishaps with, like, parrots meeting tortoises kind of a situation. Sure. <laughs> 
You know what pet things, not really pet things, but animal things that I love. There's there's something like this is always circulating on the interwebs where it's like two, it's like odd couple of animals. There's one that was in my feed the other day on Twitter and it was like um, a little baby. It was either a hippo or a rhino. One of the megafauna. Yes. And a baby that was orphaned and had, had befriended a tortoise. And they were like snuggly. Oh, <laughs> so it was I like love that. Two not particularly snuggly things, right. but they were loving each other. It I was saw, really cute. Um, a tortoise with a um, what are those? Sheba? A she? Uh, Sheba? You know? Yes, on riding on the tortoise. <laughs> now I don't know if they're friends or they the now. the dog was taking advantage of this tortoise right. and being lazy. But that's you know what the I mean? tortoise is like I can't turn around and hit you off of right. my shell. In fact, I can't do much. So, so I'm, I'm just going to keep keep walking. trucking. <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah. Or cute. when like a. Um, like a dog will adopt a kitten that's Aww. abandoned or some, or a deer. Or anything. I, anything. Now I'm going to cry. See, here we go. going to cry. I'm going to cry on a Monday. Animal stuff. All of that. Like I can watch a movie where all the humans are getting blown yes. to smithereens yes. and I'm like, that guy had it coming. He right. was a jerk but in the first scene. you put an animal involved? A puppy like steps in a trap and I'm like, I can't watch this. It's well, I can't. I watched, I tried to watch Planet of the Apes, the new one, and there's a whole sort of genocide situation. Mm-mm. I couldn't, I, I couldn't stand it. I was, and then I just started hitting my husband for bringing me to the movie. <laughs> I'm sure he loved that. Well, it was my idea. So I don't know. <laughs> He's like, you brought yeah, me this here. Is what he Why said. He was like, this me. is your fault. And I was like, you made me. It was like Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld just hitting. Oh, yeah. You made me come here. And he was like, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's but, so funny. The English patient episode was on the other night. That's oh, Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Where she hates it. the English patient. Everybody yeah. loves it. Yeah. And has to keep going to see it. <laughs> Seinfeld. Although I have to say, and then we must go to break in a moment. But the more I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And because Larry David yep. of that show created Seinfeld, the more I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, because I'm rewatching all of it, the more I'm like, what did Jerry Seinfeld bring to the party? He showed up. He showed up. Mm-hmm. Larry David, way funnier. Yep. Way funnier. And I, I enjoy Seinfeld. I, I do too, but I think um, Elaine is hilarious. Yes. I love George. Yes. Seinfeld's kind of, dare I say, the weak link of the show? Probably going to get some angry I know, people, feedback. But I'm telling you. I love the show too. I quote it often. Yeah. Not as much as Simpsons, but I quote it often. And nonetheless, like with the juxtaposition uh, or not just, but like comparing it to the creator, I'm like, Larry David, you kind of left in the locker room. Like you could have, you could have done that. He could have been the star. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want, he wanted to take a back seat and now look at him. Fair enough. But like, I know. And some of that show doesn't hold up very well. Some of it doesn't age well. No. And it's hard to look at Kramer now because remember like after that show. He had that huge rant that was. Racist meltdown doing stand up. It was horrible and hard to watch. I know. Just terrible. And now every time I'm watching that show, I'm thinking of that. Me too. I used to love Kramer. Not so much. Not so much because of that. Those feelings that emerged. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so we are going to take a break. And uh, as we said, we have a big full show today. Lots to do. Lots to get to. So we're going to take a little break. Be back in just a bit. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy here on 720 W. I'm a chickadee and I live in a tree with my mommy chickadee and my daddy and me and we're a family. Seven twenty. WGN, what's happening with this song? Jasmine, what is this? I know the tie-in. What is it? Family Tree. We're talking about about Family Trees next. I was like, what is this? Jazzy, you know what's happening. I do. I read. I read. You're doing better than me. I was like, what's... What a festive little song. Yeah, it's really festive. Well, yeah. We we are talking a little bit about Family Trees. We are. 
Did I even say what station? I did. I said 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth were in for Bill and Wendy. That threw my game. I was like, what? Song? I didn't know what was happening. I I thought it was an ad. I I was was like, like, what? What? What is are we doing? Dora the Explorer? What's happening? And then all of a sudden I heard... Yeah, Benito! Me and Papa in the family tree. And I was like, oh, the tie-in. Good morning, everybody. Good times. Yes. Well, okay. I want to talk a little bit about family tree stuff. Okay. So here's why. I love genealogy. It's so interesting. I think history is very important. I think, um, you know, identif- cultural identification is a big deal. If you're, you know, I, you know, some people are really proud of their, their ethnic heritage yes. and, and as well you should be. Um, so I did one of those DNA tests. You did. And I'm a longtime genealogy buff. And so I put those two things together. Hey, Muth, didn't you work for a genealogist? I did. I was a research assistant for a genealogist. And you spent a lot of time looking through records. Was that correct? Oh, it was a lot of research. Because this is a little bit pre-internet. All right. Well, we won't talk about that. But this has gone far back for you liking genealogy. Oh, yeah. Like all of my adult life, I've been into genealogy. And it's really, um, I think it's very fun. And I mean, I love finding out little details, especially finding like a personal letter or a diary, something like that. Because then you're like, wow, this person, um, you know, I'm, I'm reading their thoughts or their feelings right there, or, wow, she did that, I do that. Ah. Or someone 100 years before I was even born. Right. You know, things like that I think is really interesting. So I had gotten one side of the family back pretty far, and the other side, like, meh, you know, there's they're vagues, you know. Some questions about what happened I think many there. groups, there are some gaps for us. Always it's one side, too, I think. There's usually one side that's dominant in terms of knowing the history, and whenever I talk to people, they're like, yeah, I don't know really what's going on with the other side. It's kind of a mystery. Right. I would so. also like to acknowledge there are many reasons why say a young woman might need to fib about a baby daddy yes or fib about a lot of things that happened to her yes because there was a lot of like your ability to be marriageable right was was very different than it is now right you know what i mean so like if you were married before if you had a you know physical relationship with the man well, I was they weren't say, married to you know birth control was not really a thing right so. right so you know there there was and women were more economically dependent on um on men yes. and family units and at one point like fathers the village you know you had to be so if you got kicked out of that you're going to starve to death in the woods you're going to die you're going to die yeah so there was there was incentive um my point is this jen b okay i took the dna test were you scared no, I was very excited. Okay. I was very excited because I feel like very, I have all these wonderful stories of all these great characters in my family. Sure. The stories did not all add up. Isn't that interesting? There so were some so, surprises. Like, like um, huge, where you were like, I, this is uh, crazy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And now some of them are just like filling in a gap because I'm like, oh, I, I might have dis- like not considered this person or this right. record, I would have been like, oh, no, that person is a totally different race than me. There's no way. That's not the right person. Sure. Now I'm going back and combing through it again now that I have this knowledge, knowing what's in my DNA. Are your gaps being filled? <laughs> well, one filled right away. So so my um, great-grandmother's mother, um, everyone said, you know, she... She was Native American, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, look at Amy's cheekbones. That's where they showed up. She's mm-hmm. Native American. And that's what I've been told my whole life. I, there's one portrait that was taken of her, and I looked at that and I, when I was like five, and I was like, no, she's not Native American. That woman is not Native you American. You knew that. Right then, I was like, that woman is black. She's not Native American. And they're like, no, no, she's Native American. 
okay, fast forward to I get my DNA test results and you scroll down. It says what percentage you are of all the things they okay. test. Native American, 0.00000%. West African. Amy knew. West five, African. West, she was West African. Five-year-old Amy Guth called that one. Which I think is so fascinating. So fascinating. I mean, I, and like the story falls together a little bit better that she was West African, not better, but more accurate. Is there a New Orleans connection? Yeah, there? yeah. Yeah. This woman was in New Orleans. Yeah. You know, like it, it makes sense. Um, so that, that one. is quite something. Another one that was on there that I did not. And this one was way back because they give you an approximate like this person. They give you the date? Well, they'll say like this person, you have this percentage of this DNA. Okay. So this person was probably like a. You know, maybe sixth great grandparent, probably born between they 1650 and 1805. They like, can do. They that. give you kind of a, and it's not totally right, but well, but right. they give you kind of a a, a guideline range. there. So one I did not see coming at all. I even made a joke. Someone someone said like, "What would surprise you on there?" And I said, "Well, I, I have pretty good family records, so I don't think I'm going to be surprised too much. Hmm. It's really about this great grandmother's mom that I'm curious about." Um, one I did not see coming though South Asian South Asian yes but that makes sense with if you look at like history and when the Spanish Inquisition happened lots of people fled into North Africa and then into South Asia interesting this is fascinating and uh, you know if you listen to me you know that the, there are certain things that scare me one of them are surprises one of those things I am not um, I'm the kind of person that says I got you a gift and it's a sweater from Barney's you know what I mean like that's <laughs> wow you got me a fancy sweater <laughs> yeah well, that was an example goof that was an example your actual sweaters from Target right it's really from Target but no the um, so I'm afraid my fear is that I will take the test and it will tell me something that rocks my world now now I would survive but I hear stories I've heard stories about surprises that for the person finding out have you know the surprise was not pleasant in terms yeah. of these people are not your parents I'm adopted yeah. So that happens. And uh, that would scare me. I don't I look like my um, parents. So right. I don't I think, look like my parents. I don't too. think yeah. that's the case. But I do think that there's probably um, there's probably a, a chance you would be disappointed in some way or or surprised in a way that you're like, no, I don't like that, you know, for whatever sure. reason. Well, the ads kind of some of those, there's a bunch of companies that do these DNA okay. tests. I did a lot of research and decided this one has the best privacy policy. That's, oh. So that's the one I picked. Um, and But there's another company that has um, ads that, that kind of joke about that, that are like, people go, we thought we were German and we had lederhosen. Turns out I needed a kilt. We're not German. Like they're, right. So they send you a note up front that's like, okay, we've received your DNA result or your 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 DNA, we will be processing it. Be advised yeah. if you have a really strong cultural identity, it might be challenged. Prepare yeah. yourself for that. Like they kind of nicely and and lightly, but they they do plant that thought. That gets into the uh, the whole topic of like family secrets and yeah, you know, not communicating with our family or for whatever reason wanting to keep it uh, a secret from the person. Like right. this, either for you know safety reasons or whatever reasons that they are not actually blood related. And so I would say, yeah, that's one of my fears is not that. It's more It's more just, uh, you never know kind of a fear. You never know. You never know. I mean, I was very thrilled with everything that was in mind. I thought it was exciting. I mean, I was, I got a little emotional because it was like this woman, for whatever reason, you know, she wanted to be ambiguous about her race at that time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I felt like I owed it to her to, you know, to find out who she was and, and all that. And I was like, I'm carrying this woman's DNA. And I've, I mean, I got a little emotional about it. like, I, no, it's I a- felt like I was 
giving her credit or well, you know it's after like all finding, this time yes and 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 giving people back maybe perhaps their voice you know like yeah you were real well you said. existed your experience was I valid see you. Yeah, i see you yeah it's that yeah so as a result i'm going back through all the family tree stuff and i'm scrutinizing it much more because my role was if i can find two pieces of evidence i'll add you to the tree if i can find two pieces of evidence that we are related yeah, yes. I'll add you. Great. But but sometimes like with Ancestry and, and Gen Ed, like all, there's a bunch of services. Like if you get a leaf and you, you can just be like, except. Oh, I see. This is fascinating. It's real interesting. So you go in there and, and I'm like, I don't, I need to research it myself. That's a journalist oh, in me. So I'm like, I, you add the leaf, you're doing your research. Before I add anything, I'm, before I'll add you as a definite confirmed record, I'll put you as a maybe. But if I confirm it, like I got to do the research. But now I'm going back through everybody, unless I've met you. Even then, even then, <laughs> if you didn't bring me into this world, I'm going to, you know, Check trust but verify. Is That's what. your investigative And side. I found out some interesting extra details because I've been like going through it with a fine tooth comb and it's real interesting. Like, like I found... My great grandmother on the other side, she may have had a husband a little beforehand. She was she had a life before. She may we, have. Wow. You know, and there's kind of this family lore, like maybe she and um, my great grandfather didn't have the. I don't think they had a bad marriage. It was just, I think, quite utilitarian. Hmm. And she was quite a bit younger, like thirty years younger than him. And and there's even been jokes like, oh, she paid off a debt <laughs> like um, she her dad had a debt and right. so she she married him to pay it and there's been that joke so many times i think there's truth to it and now i'm like oh well she was married before that would have been a perceived differently back then oh, it than it would have been, been perce- now that oh. would have been a big scandal Huge. you know so i'm really thinking about this particularly the women because i think the way we had to kind of move around in society was very different than now where you can just be like that didn't work i'm gonna try that again right <laughs> take two take two start over <laughs> time right. out right no or where you can be single and have a child it was and, a you know. huge deal to be married i mean yeah. it meant it was self-worth it was all financial security so it's your in- ability to be married in the future yes even how so, that played yeah Really fascinating. So secrets. So I've been breaking that news to my relatives. Like, hey, this <laughs> and that's going real well. I'm, re- I'm real popular with the family right now, as per <laughs> usual. Anyway, we should go to break. Okay, we'll take a break. <laughs> Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy. Back in just a bit on seven twenty WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy. That's a good jam like for it. 1040 in the morning. I'm right doing there. my dance. You can't see me. Are we on TV? We're on, uh, we're on TV, but we're on the stream. If so someone if goes to WGNRadio.com, you're going to be like, why are you doing that dance? It's a, it's a terrible dance. It's but... a little bit Night in the Roxbury in here right now. We're both yeah. like, bounce. <laughs> Just let them play Rock Me Amadeus and we're going in a whole nother. Yeah, because Falco is good. Wrong. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Still lots to talk about today here in the program. A little bit uh, on the other side of news, we're going to talk about uh, the cell phone guidelines that have been released by the California Department of Public Health that are really interesting and in how French schools are also starting to take uh, mental health um, and physical health around cell phones in into consideration with their guidelines. You know, I have to say, I'm excited to talk about that because I have some things to say about my uh, nieces and nephew in schools and their school and cell phones. Okay, well, we're going to do that it's coming up uh, about 11.05 perfect but before that I thought we would talk a little bit about net neutrality oh thank gosh okay tell me why you're saying that okay 
if you know, if you listen to me, you know that I'm not the most tech-savvy human. Admittedly, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm learning slowly, slowly. I know about the interwebs. And um, so when net neutrality became an issue, I tried to look up what it was and how it was going to affect me on the net, I had no idea. I have some general ideas about um, people put pay and money and ads. I don't know. What's going on? <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. No, I just, I, I don't know what's happening. I know okay. that people are very upset about it. That's what I know. Yeah, yeah people are. So here's, here's the first thing you can do for yourself. It has nothing to do with technology and everything to do with business. Good to know. It's a business decision. It's all about money. It's always about money. Okay, it's nothing to do with. I mean, really, it, the, tech- the medium. It happens to be the internet. It's going to be playing out on technology, but it's, a business. but it's really all about business. Writing that down. Okay. Um, so here, here's a real simple, easy way to think about it. It is, um, it is really like having a toll booth okay. on the internet. Toll booth on the internet. Okay. There are many ways we can drive from Chicago to Indiana. Correct. One of those ways, perhaps the most direct way, is fastest, going through maybe. the fastest, maybe, is the one that goes through the toll booth. Interesting. It gives the internet service providers the opportunity to decide if they would like to put a toll booth up on different kind of content. So, say my whatever the service provider is, there are many of them. So that's your utility company or internet provider. Yeah. Okay. So they have now the, the ISP. The as ISP. Say. Mm-hmm. I don't, yes. Okay. Um, they have the uh, option. And they probably will to put up toll booths, one toll booth, many toll booths. They could they could do a couple things. Okay. They could say um, this kind of content that you're looking for. I'm going to need you to pay me to to access it, just like cable TV does, right? Like basic cable, you're going to get maybe like HBO sure. regular and and stuff. But if you want like that fancy, like the HBO super twelve or whatever, right? ESPN forty yeah. or whatever. If you want all that stuff, it's going to cost you more. It's kind of like that sort of model where okay. they could charge you. They may not, but they could. But where um, there's a couple of areas where it kind of breaks bad for me. One of them is is sort of the fairness issue, particularly around information. So think about how our news is delivered. Okay. So as the as like. If you own an internet service provider sure. and there's a business reason why you don't want, say, the Washington Post to succeed. Yeah, you have an ulterior motive, maybe. Say, say they're, say they're like Jeff Bezos is the guy there. He's also the guy at Amazon. Yeah. Say, you know, there's a lot of business dealings. Say, I don't want Washington Post content to be as accessible as this other content. Because I like that. I don't like Because I don't Jeff want Bezos. them to win because yeah. they, I have a financial stake in them not oh. doing as well. Now, then delivering the if I Google, OK, what's going on with this topic in the news today? Suddenly, I'm not going to see Washington Post. If that I, is that part is very scary. To I me. don't like that. The other part that's that's concerning to me is about uh, small businesses versus large businesses. Okay. So essentially, net neutrality makes it so that um, pretty much anybody can really optimize their content and make it found. So if I'm looking for like purple fidget spinners yes i won't necessarily find the biggest provider of them i'll find the most optimized content so people that pay the most no oh like in the in the best way the oh, best you're case talking scenario about how it would be wonder how it's been but, up to this point. okay yeah i guess that right so now but now it could be like you know those paid google spots yes. at the top or the sides yes like that could kind of overpower that and it would be much harder for for smaller businesses to to make a splash when when corporate you know larger corporate footprints could be more visible 
Interesting. Right. So that's, I mean, there's a, the um, ACLU.org has a really great kind of uh, myth and fact check sheet that's really useful that kind of breaks it down because some people are like, well, but net neutrality would for the first time ever regulate the Internet. Fact check. So they're kind of looking through things like that. Like, what do you mean regulate the internet? Like, what gets on there or in a? Well, some people are like, well, we just want less regulation. Oh, in general, these so repealing it is is saying like we just we just want less regulation, less government. Let's just let's just do the you know yes to repeal it. But other people are saying no, we we need that neutrality piece in there so that everybody's got the same chance so that we have equal access to information. I mean, the news part of it is very gutting to me. I, that very is, scary to it's me. It's scary. Yeah, right. Because that 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 is, I want news. And like I imagine wanna... if you're an NPR listener sure. and all you get is Fox. Or, Every time you Google something, you're going to be right. really frustrated. Or whoever has the most money is basically what's happening. There you go. That is frightening. So there's a, yeah, there's a lot at stake about, to me, about access to information. I, yes. And, and I don't want filtered information when, on certain stories. Nor do I, nor do I want to pay more to be able to like post onto Twitter or, and and we don't know that's going to happen. That's the thing. We don't know what's going to happen. Very little could. And it's not the first time that net neutrality has been adjusted. Oh, really? There's been, even under, um, I mean, this was, this was something that happened under the Obama administration. But even then, there's been, I believe, six kind of tweaks and adjustments to it while under Obama. But to repeal it, this is this is new. Um, and But immediately a lot of states filed. Oh, they did? Yeah, a lot of states were like, Illinois was one of them, saying like, you know what, no. So they... Oh. they Are, and they're leaving it up to state to state? I mean, that's how it works? It all... We don't gonna, know. We don't know. We, we don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I think when this stuff happens, there's a lot of panic. And I, I too, was like, well, this must be really, 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 really bad. And then when you find out... This is why I wanted to ask you, when you... There's a um, it's knowledge is power. We know this, sure. and so finding out what it actually is, even though we don't, we're not crystal clear on what it is. We there are some facts about it, and there are some myths. Good to know the difference. Well, and there's this too. I think this is really the the bigger piece here is, and that is, we've gotten into this cultural moment where like it, um, it's not. It's not uh, often that we can discuss the nuances. Mm-hmm. Like the minute you talk about a nuance, somehow it's like, well, wait a minute, what side are you on? Right. Or, well, gosh, you're really pedantic about this. Yes. Like, well, but I'm very few things are black and white. That you know? is so true. Very few. Th- very few. And, and I think part of that is social media that we want to we, we want to do it in 140 or now 280 characters at a time. You know, we want to have this little bite size yeah. piece. We want to be able to boil it down. But even by saying, well, it's like a toll booth for the Internet. Yes, but there are nuances within but that. But I think it's great to start with basics. You know, that's like the big picture. Here's the headline. I'm glad you said yeah. that toll booth part. Yeah. Very, very helpful for me. Oh, good. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, uh, it, there's a lot of nuances to it. It's one of those things where, where I, I sometimes like issue this caution where it's like, we can talk about it all day, but, but what's to me, what would be a win is if everybody went and did a lot of research and then decided for themselves. Yes. Yes. I agree. I want to know uh, for myself so that, and, and I, for me, knowledge is only power when I have invested in it in a way. When someone tells me something, it's great, but now I'm going to go online since we've talked right. about this and figure out what it means for me. Right. And and I would say there are some downsides and there are some upsides. Right. Like there are some tricky things, you know, um, 
some some independent artists are saying, um, well, but don't forget that that this neutrality is what's kind of kept artists really broke a lot, especially musicians when we get into streaming services mm-hmm. and things like that. Like it's going to prioritize the Spotify link, you know, because it's more optimized over like that person's website. You know, things like that. Yeah, it, I mean, the now money, it's going to make it harder, but it harder in a different way now. Yeah. So, so the bottom line is, I think for me, what I'm hearing is, it's not black and white. Get to right. know the thing before I panic. Get to know what's happening, and if I don't know what's happening, assume that, you know, we no no one knows for sure, and we're all in the same boat of trying to figure it out. But and we also research. have to wait what happens and see what happens. Yeah, there's that too. Right, and you we know. don't like to wait and see what happens. Well, I want to know now, and that's not how. Yeah. Life works all the time. Here's what I would recommend. If you read um, the Supreme Court's ruling on the Brand X decision, that that's that's there's good language in there to kind okay. of start getting your head Brand around this decision. in a little bit deeper way. Um, so if you go to like, I think SCOTUS blog has it and just Google it, Supreme Court Brand X, there's there's interesting reading there that, that kind of goes into it a little bit deeper. In, and it's a few years old, but it's still like a little bit... Um, you know, a little more meaty stuff there than we can get into, like, you know, one radio segment. Yeah. So there's that. Well, we're going to take a little break. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. Speaking of songs I love, 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy. Fact is this Rockwell? Yes. Yes, it is. Fact about this song, Michael Jackson does the backup singing because he was friends with his sister. With Rockwell's sister. I I looked this up because the voice sounds just like Michael. I'm like, there's no way Michael Jackson did the backup on Rock. It is. I'd also like to point out that I have this song on vinyl. Oh, my. Just letting you know how awesome I am. Well, that's hip. No, but that's <laughs> well, a retro thing. now, but right. it, <laughs> I, I have a record player. I did not buy it, ironically. I bought it at the time when it came out. Okay, don't say that ever again on air. Please, don't ever say that. It's a good song. dancing, grooving. I'm just going to do the radio host dance where you just dance from the waist up in your chair. Yeah. No one sees it except your co-host. You know what I'd like to say? We're here on the on Michigan Avenue in the beautiful Allstate Showcase studio, and and I love when people walk by and wave and say hi. And sometimes they'll it's like, so fun. it's so fun. Sometimes they'll like tweet at you while you're on there if your name's up in the window. Um, but when people come by when we're on commercial break, because we're not talking into right. the microphones, we're just looking at each other, prepping for what's coming next. They'll look at us. They hear the commercial playing. They'll look at us and they go, "Meh, fake news," and they walk yeah. away. Like well, it's not reco- no. We're d- wait. We're just at the commercial. Okay, so we want to sign. Uh, we were talking about making a sign that says, well, for me, it would say, hi, we see you. We want to talk to you. But that's it's, a long sign. OK, but it's a big sign. Yeah. Commercial break. We are on commercial break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah. Or like say hi on Twitter. Yeah. Something like that. Because uh, they, they, I feel like they get so we disappoint them. Yeah. They're like, we can't hear you. But I'm like, I can't. It's a whole thing. But if we don't have commercials, we're not getting paid. Right. So we, need we all to. need the commercials yeah. here. So yeah. anyway, that's but we, my little... Different signs would be good. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Here's my question. That song was very apropos. Yeah. Um, my question is this. Tell me. On the Facebook... <laughs> I'm not this is going. This is going to a, a, a very um, antique place. I'm the, <laughs> on the Facebook. I I have a Facebook. I like it. Sure. It's not. It's a personal Facebook. I don't have a um, performers. You should not do that anyway. No, no, yeah. I shouldn't do the no, professional. I, I mean, anyway. Go okay. Ahead. Go All ahead. right. I don't have that. So yeah, yeah. it's just me. And yeah. now I'm, I'm, you know, doing some acting. I'm doing some radioing. And so um, people send me messages, Amy Guth. Yeah. I see them. Yeah. Some are filtered. Yeah. 
so, is the secret mailbox. I have no which idea. Which is a gross that place. Is. Don't go to it. So there's a secret <clears throat> mailbox. There's mm-hmm. a filtered message requests yeah. and messages. Yep. Mine just pop up as messages, even if I am not friends with someone on the Facebook. That and so I'm getting messages from people. Some are lovely. I heard you on air with with Amy Guth singing your song. You were. Do they fantastic. spell my name right? Yeah, of course. Oh, a lot of people don't. Oh, okay. Uh, is, do you get a G O O T H? Oh, that mm-hmm. that's not right. So um, or G O O S E. Oh my gosh! So many people think my last name is Goose. Which I kind of love, but it's just not true. I mean, it's not, I I don't know. It would be handy for me if that was my name. I don't know. Anyway. That's a whole bunch of goose, loose, caboose. You know, we don't want to go there. But my, my question is this. Yeah. How is Facebook regulated in terms of privacy? I can set my settings. Mm -hmm. First of all, do we know who sees our Facebook posts? Are there yeah. people that watch to see if there's, they do, see if there's inappropriate stuff or scary stuff? Oh, is it like regula- regulated by Facebook? Yes. Well, it's kind of got to get flagged for, for that purpose, like regulated for content. So it's got to like get a flagged. code situation? Yeah. If someone, like if someone, say, puts up something like really offensive, something racist. like racist, something pornographic, something terrorist that, related, right, something potentially breaking the law, yeah. um, things like that, you can flag it and report it. So other people can do that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of community based. Okay. So they, I mean, if, if you think about it, so many people in the world are using Facebook at any given moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's huge. And so billions pe- of people are using Facebook, so they can't watch it all. I mean, I'm sure there's kind so of... So Facebook or, um, uh, company They people. rely on the community to do a lot of Which the policing. Which is interesting. Now, Instagram, interestingly, is there's a couple of hashtags that they're watching because they realize that often when these particular hashtags are being used, it's someone posing with a with a wild animal, sometimes an endangered one. So they're using it to try to help animal safety. I had no idea. Which is idea. really interesting. There was this just, um, there's a story about it. Um, I think it was Time that had it about two weeks ago. That's really an interesting story. They're kind of trying to look out for that around certain hashtags. They realize people are using this um, hashtag. Wow. Um, but so there's a lot of community policing. Here's what I do. Okay. So Facebook it's a very problematic service. You know, it's a, it's an interesting site. I have expressed many grievances with Facebook over the years. It's also hard to be off of it. Sure. Um, so what I do is because they have the right to update the terms of service all the time. Oh. And essentially, if you don't op- if you don't agree to every bit of it, you agree to none of it. Oh, you know, so that's that thing I click mindlessly. Most most (laughs) of us do. So what I do when I do daylight savings, we've been trained to change our our fire, our smoke alarm batteries. Sure. I also look at privacy settings. Oh, twice a year. I try to do it a little more than that, like quarterly, because they change so often because it's really just a series of decisions. Go into that settings area. Yeah. And just go through every single thing. It's a because I can't say for sure. Um, what the answer is. I only know what's right, like for me. Yeah, that we were just talking about educate. Decide myself. for yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's a series of questions to ask yourself. Do I want this to happen? Do I want this? For you, and this, I do this too, you can, um, I have a setting that, like, if we don't have a mutual. Ashley Avery, a mother we of two young children, a mutual, lives in a. What's going on there? Someone's breaking in with some news. Yeah. Um, like, if we don't have a mutual friend that you can't send me a friend request, but you can follow me and get my public updates. Okay, so if we don't have a mutual friend, that, yeah, because these people who are writing me, we have no mutual friends. Right. After so, the show, we're going to sit down and do it. But I, I would say this: um, you can, and each post you can decide too. Like, do I want friends really? to see it or public? It's oh, that little, I know. That yeah. I know. That I know. So there's some things I'll put public. Like, hey, today Jim Bosworth and I are going to be on the radio. That's a public post. But like um, something a little more personal, sure. I might just do with friends. Good to like know. That. So. 
that's a that we could do a whole show we could on do a whole Facebook thing on that. and my grievances with Mark Zuckerberg and his decisions. Oh, but boy. Hey, whatever, that's all right. Good times. All right, uh, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy back in just a bit, and then we're going to get you to news here on seven twenty WGN. Amy Guth, Jen Bosworth. In for Bill and Wendy this morning on 720 WGN, and Jen B is doing quite a dance for you right I'm now. I'm doing, a, I don't even know what it's called, the, the thumbs out. It's kind of Elaine Bennis meets Michael Jackson. I, okay, well, I would like to think in my head, Michael, look at, everyone's looking at me like, no. But I like the thumb. It's, yeah, you make thumbs up and you, you point the thumb at your shoulder. I, I point the other shoulder. Yeah. Point it's, the other it's shoulder. Bad. Point it's bad. It's really, really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> I associate this song with roller skating. Oh, you know. There is a people um, in Ven- I lived in L.A. in mm-hmm. Venice Beach. You know, there's a whole community. Oh, lots of yeah. It is not a joke, Amy Guth. Oh no, the trickery, the trickery. <laughs> I don't know the tricks they do. Oh, the, like the stunts. Stuff? Yeah, the yeah, stunts, yeah, yeah. the yeah. acrobatics with roller skates. We're not talking roller blades here. No. Although people probably well, don't know what those are anymore. A couple of months ago, um, Violetta Pod and um, Patty Vasquez and. Uh, uh, Steph Menendez. We all like went out with the uh, the 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 roller like, derby. Yeah, th- we did roller derby. There's a I video saw that. if you search WGNRadio.com. We went and did roller derby, and it was extremely fun. We wiped out big time. Did you get hurt? I, I kind of did because no. I hit my head real hard, Thanks. even though I had a helmet. No. <laughs> and, and a little bit later, I texted and I was like, "Hey, text me in 15 minutes. I'm seeing squiggly lines. <laughs> I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm weird. Yeah. Call nine one one. But like, uh, my point is, the roller derby ladies did a lot of cool tricks on skates that I oh, was like, yeah, I've had skating those, goals right the windy, there. Uh, windy City Rollers on my a show. <laughs> They're the, a- the the athletes that they are is phenomenal. They're not messing around. Oh, it's very athletic. Yeah. Oh, they're not messing yeah. around. It's not just ladies. It's not just ladies happily skating. Yeah. No, they're it's in it for not blood. Figure skating. Well, they taught us all about like hips and elbows and how you don't you don't let the jammer through the line. It's very cool. It's a whole wow. thing. Don't. I'm, that's going to be my motto in life. Don't, don't let, let the, the jammer through the line. <laughs> Come on now. Don't let that through the jammer. pack. I think oh, was through the, the pack. Don't let the jammer through the pack. That's why I, I knew. That's what we're going to say to each other when I someone's like trying to uh, cut us off you. in the car. Yeah. Don't let the jammer through the pack. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you know what? Um, cell phones are an interesting topic. Let's switch to cell phones. Yeah. I want to talk about that because um, California has just um, passed these guidelines that are really interesting to me because it came through their Department of Public Health. And here's what's, I mean, it's one of those things like we all kind of know, but if you say it, you sound like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. It, like, it, cell it, phones are killing us. It, it borders on weird. Yeah. People but, are like, all right, tinfoil hat. Reel it in All right, bit. signs. Yeah, right. But nonetheless, the California uh, Department of Public Health has said, you know, they don't specifically say cell phones are dangerous, nor do they necessarily say that we should abandon cell phone use completely. But they are taking kind of a cautionary note and talking about and they're citing multiple sites, excuse me, that have suggested that the radio frequency signals from phones could be linked to certain types of cancer, lower sperm count, memory problems and loss of sleep. And so they're I, trying to kind of, they're not saying don't, they're just saying be advised the following issues could be Yeah, we're you. starting to get, the research is starting to show these things and it's not just, oh, these wacky people that don't like cell phones. No, 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 it's no. It's not just no. technology haters. Science. Or, yeah, I mean, the sleep one, I've talked about that before on, on this station and that because I have insomnia and when you too. wake up in the middle of the night, you look at your phone. Yep. And then it keeps you up. There is a... Um, 
someone was on someone's show here. That's very helpful. But saying <laughs> there was a person, there the was a person the on a person's show saying that um, they instituted a rule in their family: no electronics in the bedroom. Oh. For sleep, for relationships, for everything. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of like that. I don't do it. Sure. Right. <laughs> my phone is next to me on the. What's well, my alarm clock? It's not my alarm. I have. Nothing. And also, like I've, I, so many years in the news world, I'm trained right. to right wake up and br- for breaking well, news or something. For me, it's also um, as an actor, my agent will sometimes email me in the middle of the night saying you have an audition tomorrow at. 10 a.m. Oh boy. So I need to know that. Yeah, that's key. So that I cannot miss it and then never work again. So, right. um, yes, and I take it too far. I, I can tell you that I check my email way too often and it is distracting and it is taking me away from things that could be making my life more fun. I've started checking email less and it's in fury. I, I decided I'm only going to check email twice a day. Really? People get so mad at me. Oh, so mad. I don't like that. People will come out and be like, Guth, who's not that responsive on email because it takes me, you know, three or four hours instead of two minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. We've really I think there's this whole thing. It's hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And my question is, for what? Right. For what? (laughs) Unless unless it's breaking news. I mean, sometimes that's and if so, they can call you. If so, that's the thing. Like I'm trying to like I try to. It's like one friend of mine, she started texting me really long things. She's like, because I need that way you can see it right away because I know you're only checking email twice a day. I'm like, no, but this is not a thing that's urgent. Right. So I'm trying to kind of get people. Yes. I don't want to say train the people, you know, but you you have to tell people where your limits and boundaries boundaries are. Yeah. You have to say, is your head on fire? Do you need a quick answer? Is it quick and easy? Fine. Text me. If it's a long thing that no one's going to die if I if I check at five, please just just chill. Respect that. Just chill a minute. Yeah. Or even, like, I, don't even, I wouldn't even mind this. Hey, when you have a second, I got an email that needs a quick answer from you. Right. That's fine. I'll go pop right. in there and just grab that. Well, I, yes. Cell phones have made things real. Let's all hurry up. And usually it's not important. For me. I, when I do it. I do it, too. I do, too. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just, especially with people that I'm really close with, i.e. my husband, I'm like, just not chop liver over here. No, I. We text all the time. We text all the time. I'm <laughs> not worried true. about that. But, but. Yeah, I no, don't. It's true. So the what I've started doing in in the accessibility settings, I don't know about your phone, but in an iPhone, in accessibility, you can you can flip it to look like a, a it's like a negative of your screen. That's helped me a lot because it blocks out a lot of that blue light. I don't even know what's happening. Blue light meaning in the background. Yeah. So it blocks your phone out. So you can't see. You can see it, but it looks like a, you're looking at a photo negative. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it's not like bing in your face, bing in your face. Um, I had a song there. You were singing. Bing in your face, bing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But um, that's good. I have a, like we've talked about, a, fo- a, fo- a phone from the Ford administration. So I, that, I don't worry about that. But it does make a email sound. I could turn that sound off. Sure. I'm, that's another thing. It's like, I have choices today. I don't have to be tied to my phone. Part of it is a choice. And I need to take responsibility for that versus, oh, I have to be. Well, sometimes. So I... A couple of, let's see, I was going to say a couple of years ago. Now it's probably been more like six years ago. I um, got a little injury to my eye okay. and I had to, um, it was kind of precarious. And so the, the eye doctor was like, you cannot look at a screen for at least 48 hours. Really? Like if you put strain on your eye right now, it might get worse and you might have to have some surgery. Like I had kind of um, injured my cornea. Oh, 
And at first I was like, yeah, yeah, well, listen to what I do for a living. And he was like, you cannot be under fluorescent lights and you cannot look at a screen. I'm very serious. Here's why. And he was really explaining. It's, he's like, it's like breaking your elbow okay. and then trying to do bicep curls with, a, with weights. Like you're not going to heal. Good. It's going to no. keep injuring it. He's like, and, and really like you're very lucky. It wasn't worse, but you need to be very careful. So I spent 48 hours without looking at a screen. For six, the first six hours, I was climbing the walls. Sure. Absolutely climbing the walls. And then my brain like woke up sort of. Yeah, different part was like, hello. I brainstormed so much stuff. I'm still working through that list. Wow. It was really interesting. Like another part of my brain kind of lit up and that was really powerful to me because I'm very pro-technology. Like technology has made our lives infinitely better in most ways. But but that was a powerful lesson to me that I was like, well, maybe I should try to not be staring at a screen all the time. Wow. Yeah. My my husband has to do that for work and sometimes he'll come home and I'm like, you look whacked out and it it's looking at a computer screen literally 10 hours a day and he's really good about taking breaks walking around and stuff like that but um but you can tell his eyes are red it's not it's not the greatest i think taking breaks is good people take um facebook and cell phone breaks Mm -hmm. they they turn it off put it away there's people at dinner parties put their phones in a basket it's the basket cell phone game and then you cannot while you're at the dinner party check your phone interesting It's sort of policing other people. It is kind of. I don't like them. Like, I'll I'll go along with the thing if it's a rule or something you want, but... Don't like force it on me. That's my uh, thing. Like, don't. Yeah. I need to be forced sometimes. That doesn't sound. <laughs> but right. I also think it, you kind of have to because we're so conditioned right. to just pick up our phone and look at it uh, all the time. I was. We were once on a double date. My husband p- picked up the phone, and started reading the New York Times during <laughs> dinner. I said to him, "Not Stop. fun. Not having fun. <laughs> it was horrible." <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. All right, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy today. Back in just a bit here on seven twenty WGN. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy. Here in a bit, we're going to get you to news and check in on uh, the latest on the Amtrak derailment in Washington State. We're going to keep checking in in the newsroom and updating you on that as details continue to emerge. Uh, right now, we were just talking a bit about the uh, new cell phone guidelines yeah. from the California California Department of Public Health and how they're kind of approaching that, which I think is, um, you know. So guidelines are just guidelines. They're it's just not, like, they're not saying don't use it. They're not saying these definitely cause these problems. But just here are some studies, which I I like that approach. Like yes. hey, here's the information. Please decide for yourself how you feel about it. Yeah, and, and do your own risk management here. I like that. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to like the kids, my niece and nephews. Right. Ages. Well, I mean, to me, one of the big issues with cell phone stuff, it's like it's so easy to be mindless. Yes. You know, it's just so easy to kind of be looking at your phone and just like, oh, I'm just going to check this quick thing. And that's the thing. Like every little ding and right. noise on our phone is the promise of a hit of dopamine. It's the pro. Yes. Yes. It's either a, a, a business dopamine, a personal dopamine, some kind of fun, excitement, something. A, a golden ticket might be yes. dangling there for me. I could have won the lottery. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to tell me on my email. <laughs> they're going to send you a tweet. <laughs> I mean, mostly for me, it's like. Spam. Let's be honest. I get a lot of spam, and I whatever. Got to change that folder too, Amy Guth. Yeah, we're gonna we gotta sit down have like settings day for you, right? But my, you know, my uh, niece, fourteen, thirteen. She's using the phone. Phone. Now, I will say this: in defense of having your head in a cell phone, let me say this: Um, social anxiety is a real thing. 
and, yes, and agreed. social networking platforms have allowed a lot of people to interact with other True. people in a much more meaningful way than they perhaps could have. Right. And certainly, whether you have social anxiety or not, in a broader way, you can talk to people that otherwise you wouldn't know. Because yeah. if I didn't have, if there were, if social media was not a thing, literally the only people I would speak to on some days would be people employed here. That'd you know what me. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, me, yes, I, I feel the same. And I also feel like for people that are homebound, for whatever reason, it's great, you know, it's great, whether they're homebound for some people have, you know, when they are dealing with anxiety, don't leave the house or depressed. Yeah, so and they can note, reach like, out. I think that can be very useful. I agree. That, but but the, the, it's the mindless part that like, games are designed by very smart people to suck oh. you in and leave you like, keep you on there for a while and oh. keep you going. Ask my husband, I can't stop playing this one game from you know, 20 years ago. See, so the mindless part is, is interesting to me. And because, and especially this time of year, we tend to say a lot, and I don't think this is because of cell phones. I think this year it's because of politics and fast news cycles. But every t- every year, this time of year, we say, oh my gosh, time flies. Yeah. How is it already December? It's The years, I mean, I'm still, we always say, I'm still going on about January. Like, yeah. It still feels like a new year. And here we are at, and I've talked many times about my grandfather and his wonderful wisdom, but he says, oh, just wait. Oh, boy. Just you wait. You think think right now it's fast. Wait till you're up here in my age. Why? Why is this? Well, I did a little digging on that. Yeah. I have the answer for you. Because it's true. As I get older, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, my my niece was just one. one. Right. Not just 13. Where, where, where did the time go? I always go? feel like such, like, I, I fight that urge to, because I feel like I sound like a cliche when I'm like, oh, but so-and-so was just a baby. Right. Now they're a big kid. I'm but like, it's true. But it's true. Here's why. Okay. When we're a kid, we have less lived experience to draw from. Okay. So time does seem shorter because, right? And then when we're adult, when we are an adult, like a week doesn't seem as long. Remember when you're a kid and you're like, it's only five days to my birthday. I can't stand it. You know, you would. Ooh, it it was seemed like forever. forever. How do I know? I can't wait. Five That's why they're days. like, I am three and a half and two days. Right. Counting the days. Counting and now days. you're like, Meh. I know how fast a week can go. Yes. But the other part of that. So, so like we perceive time relative to the total time that we've experienced life. That is fascinating. The other part that I think is really interesting is we run out of firsts. When you're little... That's right. It's like the first time I go to an amusement park. Right. My first, you know, whatever, uh, horse ride. Right. Then first date, first kiss, first day of school, first everything. And then eventually like... There are no firsts. We're out of firsts. So we get like... Like the novelty sort of wears off of things. Oh. And there are less, less things become novel because it reminds you of something else. Wow. There's a really interesting piece. Life Hacker had a piece up that is, um, they don't do a lot of super in-depth stuff, but yeah. this piece was really in-depth and they really explored why time is flying by. And a lot of it, because think about this, okay. like when you go on vacation, you're like, wow, we just chilled for three days and it felt like a week. Yeah. Whereas if I was home, that would have gone by. Sometimes I'm working at home and all of a sudden, every time I look up, it's 3 p.m. The day even goes fast. Like, yeah. I'm like, how is this possible? A lot of that has to do with our experience. Um, so part of it is like relative to the time we've been alive, but also like our routines. We establish a routine and that makes time go really fast because novelty isn't challenging our brain. Like a new experience isn't there. Right. Because when you're about to experience something new, it probably changes the chemistry in your body and everything. And oh my gosh. So the, so the, older, excitement. We, the older we get, the more of the world that we've seen and the more 
situations we've seen and navigated through. So nothing is so exciting? So we develop a routine. Yeah, like in a way, we're not really challenging our brain. So all those experiences and days and hours start to kind of blend together because we have such a an entrenched routine and that that's how it, it allows time to feel like it's just flying by. But you know what? You remind me often new experiences can recreate that feeling. First totally. time skydiving, first time for me going into a pen of wild wolves. That's a whole nother <laughs> Oprah. Uh, first time in a hot air balloon. For, so if we create some, some things that seem exciting to us, perhaps our life won't feel like it's flying by. I think that was, kind, that's kind of the gist of this piece on Lifehacker that's really just like kind of like, and the studies that they reference in the piece, they all kind of got to that conclusion that if you give your brain novelty, if you're trying to learn new things or have new experiences, it helps. Because if you think about it like water, right? Think of time like water. And if, if it's flowing totally unobstructed, it's just going to go, 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 go. Sure. But if you put in like new route uh, obstacles. Put, yeah, put a rock into that yeah, stream. It it's going to move direction. a different way and it might push up a little bit higher Which on the bank. probably why I, I would just say that your grandfather seems to be so um, uh, uh, thriving. Maybe there's new experiences, new... He says straight off the bat, he always, he goes, secret of a long life. Take a nap every day, um, grow your own food or know who grew it, yep. make sure it's healthy, and always be learning something new. That's it. Yeah. I think that's the key. His brain is very functional at his very advanced Because he's new things. Because he's always working on new stuff. And he's probably not on the cell phone 24 hours a day. No, he has, he, he's got the phone that's like <laughs> for emergencies, so he never turns it on. Yeah, is it a flip phone? Who knows? No, it's not a flu. Oh, okay. Well, he's moved past most, uh, yeah, a lot of seniors. But then. he did a really cute thing. He went and got like the set of cell phones, like so that my grandma could have one too. And he saw the kits where you can kind of bedazzle your phone. He bedazzled her phone. He put a little red rose and little tiny gems on it. And he was like, so you always have a flower, my flower. <laughs> your grandfather? Isn't that cute? That is a cute I think he like had the person at the store put it on but there. Still. It was really cute how he did. That is beautiful. He's My grandpa's got game. He does. It's got a little Gomez Adams in him. Yeah. You know? Indeed. All right. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy. We're going to take a little break, get you to news. And when we come back from news, we're going to be talking with Steve Dale all about pets and holidays. It's a it's a funky time for people, but it's a funky time for pets, too. So we're going to be talking all about that here on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy today. And we have in studio with us right now our good friend Steve Dale. You know that guy, certified animal behavior consultant, super expert guy, consultant. I like what you said better. I think they super, ought to change those initials. Super expert guy yeah. to super expert guy. I love that. Yeah. Well, you are the guy we turn to whenever we have pet questions. And I've been thinking because I keep seeing like my friends Instagramming. Fallen over Christmas trees oh, with a yeah. guilty looking cat and, <laughs> and uh, you know, a chewed up Christmas stocking with a guilty looking dog. I and keep seeing that kind of stuff. Dogs that eat the Christmas ham. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, oh, that, that's kind of not oh, good. That so, iconic scene in, in Bumpuses. The Bumpus Hounds in Christmas Story, yeah. right? So, yeah. so it, I got to think it's a stressful time for pets right now, and especially you got probably people they're not used to in the house, and there's a lot going on. It can be, and uh, you brilliantly have asked me 12 questions at once there. So let me start with the Christmas trees. So you have these beautiful ornaments hanging. Sometimes... They are family heirlooms, right? Yeah. They go back to, my great-great-grandma had this ornament and it depicts something, something. Don't put them on your tree uh, because it's not worth risking, if you have a pet, the chance 
that it will fall down from the tree. Put it right. behind glass somewhere. Because look, at we least all know, I think cats look at shiny things and they want to pounce. So on do shi- dogs. Shiny yeah. things they Both. want to pounce. Right. So yeah. that's that's great advice. Put it behind glass. Put it somewhere on the mantle or something. I think so. And yeah. speaking of shiny things, you guys are right about that tinsel. Oh, oh yeah. You know, would you guys? I don't ask much of radio host. Would you do me a little favor? Just a little favor. After the show, would you go to Washington, D.C. with me to Congress and lobby (laughs) for banning tinsel? Because cats swallow this. And when cats swallow it, we keep veterinarians working on Christmas Day because an obstruction usually occurs. And, and without surgery, they yeah, it's, without that, they die. Can be fatal, yeah. Yeah. So let's, I will go with you. Sure. Yes. We'll just, we'll, we, yeah. Let's march right now on <laughs> Pioneer Court with picket tinsel, signs. Anti-tinsel. Anti-tinsel. No down with tinsel. Hey, hey, ho, ho. That tinsel's got to go. <laughs> Brilliant. Get I it? love ho, it. Ho, ho. Hey, hey, ho, ho. It's, it's, ho, it's ho, a ho. movement now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we've begun a campaign. But in all seriousness, I am concerned about that. And ribbon... For similar yeah. reasons. And when cats jump on the tree, or for that matter, a little puppy or a big dog can knock it over. So secure the tree so that can't happen. And there are lots of ways to do that. And people who have... Are you guys... So let me ask you very personal questions. Yes. Live trees, artificial trees. Which are you? Uh, live. A menorah. <laughs> a menorah tree. <laughs> But those metal. trees, I'm actually, alive, I'm a live tree, but I do like the the pink and white trees, the metal trees, the old um, retro trees. But we have a live tree, so I want to comment on. I think they're very live trees okay. and menorahs. beautiful. But I know there's like a shortage of trees this year. So if I was like a Christmas tree haver, I would probably do an artificial tree just for the environmental. Maybe from tree time, but then I hate plastic. I don't know. It's yeah. scary. Like I want to support. Yeah, it's hard. Menorahs so, are the best way to go. Clearly, so, but yeah. but when I had a cat, he was very curious about it, and he would want to bat at the Flame. little flames. Yeah. So I always had so to keep it up high. I worry about menorahs and I worry about those scented candles that yes. people have for a lot of reasons. First of all, a little kitten or puppy for sure, especially kittens because they get up high, mm-hmm. can knock it over and now you've got a house fire yeah, and a disaster. No the other thing I'm concerned about are birds. Oh, Pet yeah. birds. Not only flying and singeing their wings potentially or causing a fire, but actually the scent of those scented candles can kill a pet bird. Oh, really? Yeah, because the respiratory systems are that sensitive. And incidentally, I know, because the world knows Amy Guth is a superstar chef, you know, but if you were to make a mistake in the kitchen and burn that food, that could actually be a problem for pet birds as well. Oh, interesting. Wow. Especially using non-stick cooking services. Now back to so the Christmas Steve, I tree. Yes. Never have a bird no because of my cooking you. situation. <laughs> I've back read to- about that actually. Okay, back yes. To, back to the Christmas tree. So, so uh, there's a sign in the WGN kitchen: "Keep Jen out of this room." <laughs> I actually broke the microphone. Yeah, that was you. That broke. Anyway, <laughs> that yeah, so what you. about like? Um, I got to think that putting gifts under the tree might be very tempting to pets. Also, well, it depends. Yeah, so it depends how they're wrapped and what's in side so if you're wrapping liver for uncle george <laughs> well that's a that's a whole nother Merry i'm thinking Christmas the to you. dog might get into that sure. and might know that it's there we had a neighbor's dog the most amazing dog and i'll get back to the christmas tree water in a moment boots montgomery <laughs> love this creature already yeah and boots montgomery would know so there would be 80 gifts around the tree and they had 
I mean, they were the nicest people, and they had the most beautiful tree, and it was like an idyllic Christmas house, you know? All the lights inside, and it made you feel good just walking inside their house, you know? And Boots Montgomery would know which gift was for Boots Montgomery. Aww. Now, I don't know how. Now, they, it was labeled, so maybe Boots could read. read. I don't know. Because Boots would always... And it was a squeaky toy. It wasn't like it was liver sure. and you'd figure, okay, obviously, the dog... It was a squeaky toy, typically, and Boots would somehow know. Aww, that's, that's amazing. So, so people want their Christmas trees, if they're live trees, yeah. to live as long as possible. Sure. And, and there's these artificial products out there that you can buy that you can add to the water at uh, hardware stores wow. and such that yeah look for those okay. and and they will they say help your tree to live longer now I've, i'm no arborist is that what we call a tree <laughs> yeah. expert yeah. yeah i'm not one of those uh, but they say those arborists that this kind of really doesn't work yeah. but either which way go online you guys are Mo- both Ms. Google and Ms. Google. So go go online, and you will see the most interesting, creative ways to keep Christmas trees alive. Adding birth control pills. Wait, what? wait. Yep. Go- Google this. Okay. Adding wolf urine. Okay. Which you can I'm... buy to keep like skunks away from wolf the urine. house. Wolf urine. If don't you're... drink it. I, I got well, a package here. Wolf urine. Yeah. <laughs> so Part adding <laughs> adding this to the tree water is not a healthy thing for our dogs. Well, that's what not, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. So keep your dogs away from that. Should you be the one or two people that actually believe this stuff <laughs> and birth add birth control pills? Doesn't birth sound control right. Pills. I feel like I, uh, no, I it's not. It's not like they they come in a bowl. It's not like there's like a, a box I mean, of Tic Tac. Per- you got to take a prescription every day anyway. to work. Yeah. And who, uh, I don't write this stuff. No, I just, very interesting. I just wow. report on it. Now, okay. what you did okay. mention earlier, Amy, yeah. is really important. And we can talk about it if you have to break. We, we, we do can, here Yeah, in a I knew that. So we could talk about it after the break. So what happens? Lots of dogs and many cats love it. When your aunts and uncles and neighbors and friends come over. But other pets are kind of like wallflowers. Yeah. Especially cats. I mean, who are all these people? So what do you do to ease the anxiety and stress for those animals? Very, very important conversation. Heck, we need that for people. Yeah, I would like Definitely to know. Definitely our pet friends need that. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy. We're talking with Steve Dale, pet expert, back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. Twenty WGN. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy today. We are talking with Steve Dale, our good friend, the pet expert. He knows all the things about pets in this time of year, especially, you know, our creature friends are stressed out and there's sparkly things around them. There's things for them to eat and potentially get very sick or injured from. So we're talking about all that stuff. But before we go on, I want to let you know that I've got a pair of tickets to see Carol Burnett on Woo-hoo! June the 13th. Yay. I, she's one of my comedy heroes. She is, she? is oh, amazing. Yeah. Big animal lover also. She is actually i saw her last year at the chicago theater uh and all she had to do i mean you saw like her high heels begin to walk out from the wings you know, and everybody went nuts. stood up yeah, cheered and, cool. and she deserves it yeah definitely so, she does so due to over overwhelming demand she's added a second and final event at the chicago theater that's on june the 13th but we got tickets right now so you can get tickets at ticketmaster.com by phone or at chicagotheater.com but i got a pair available right now so i'm wow. going to give them to the fifth caller 312-981-7200 the Delightful Jasmine Cooper will be answering yep. the phone. Be extremely Call nice now. to her. Be she very is nice delightful. to her. She is very delightful. We love her. So be extremely sweet to her. No, no, all I the love time. her. 
and uh, Fifth Caller gets that pair of tickets. So, um, okay, so before the break, Steve, we were talking a little bit about having all the people in your house and how that can really freak pets out. Yeah. Sometimes pets are like, oh, all these new people are petting me and loving on me. They love it. Now, but my cat of blessed memory, the late Chairman Meow, he was not having it. Mm-hmm. New people, he's out. He's hiding in my closet for two weeks. Yeah, so when you have pets like that, which are not necessarily in the minority, I mean, a lot of cats, it's like, who are all these people? And in time, they can acclimate, but maybe the cat and some dogs, most certainly, are just better off in an office, a second bedroom, mm, yeah. a den. Put them away. This is what closed doors are for. Close the door. Pump up a certain talk radio station, <laughs> 7.20 a.m. on your radio dial. So they're hearing that as background chatter oh. rather than the real people in the background, you know? Oh, that's Also, a plug in a pheromone diffuser. Adaptal, if we're talking dogs. Mm-hmm. Feel away, if we're talking cats. Yeah. Oh. These are copies of pheromones that actually do help to relax and kind of take off the edge, help pets feel comfortable in their own environments, and give them something else to do. So pets are not really good at multitasking. They're like most guys I know, including <laughs> myself. So what you if they're busy chewing on something and happily chewing on something or playing with something, then they aren't so much worried about what's going on in the background because their focus is on that. So if you can give a dog stuff, if we're talking dogs, stuff some low-fat, low-salt peanut butter inside a toy, like a Kong toy. Right. But now there's so many toys out there. But yes, Kong is fine. Or a cat, you can do the same thing. There are lots of products, unless you have pets that fight over food. Right. Then don't do that. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get them a little catnip. Get them all blissed out. Catnip is is going old school. Old school. Love it. Yeah. Catnip's great for most, not all, but most cats. Yeah, the grown-ups have their eggnog and whatever, and the creatures can have their Well, it depends where you are. In Denver, they have some other things. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. That's true. Well, we have a caller. A caller. With a a story for One caller. Okay. Well, we've got many callers on the Carol Burnett tickets, but we have a caller who's been waiting patiently. Hi, Etta. You're on WGN. You have a story for us about a dog at the holiday time. Hi, Etta. Hi. I have to share this story because this dog is the most awesome animal in the world. He's a big shepherd. And we have uh, Christmas at our son and daughter-in-law's with the grandkids. And um, each year I give them a blanket, wrap it, and that all everything goes under the tree. Well, the first thing we do is say, Ranger, go find your present. Oh. Or your blankie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he does. And so he goes, and he sniffs a little bit, and then he finds it. Wow. And he pulls it out and starts pulling it apart. And we were taking movies of it. Uh-huh. And it is just the most fun thing to watch. Aww. How cute that he knows what present is his. Ranger, you're yeah. smart, Ranger. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. so oh, I guess Boots Montgomery awesome. wasn't alone, you no. know? No, there's a club. Yeah. <laughs> Boots and Ranger. And he just, you know, sits with us and watches everybody open their presents, and he's happy as can be with his blanket. How nice. sweet. And what kind of dog did you say was a shepherd? Yes, a big shepherd. Oh, so sweet. Well, thank you so much for the call, Etta. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Happy holidays, Ranger. Happy holidays. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I just had to call when I heard different things. Okay. okay. All right. Thank, thank you so much. You. Bye-bye. All Bye-bye. right. 
And so we have a winner for those Carol Burnett tickets. And Yay. Kelly from Westchester has ah, won congratulations, Kelly. the Carol Burnett tickets. Thanks so much you to all lucky, the callers. Lucky. And Kelly is taking me. Oh, that's right. good. And she, and she I thought will it was be joined me, by Steve. That's Dale. weird. Hey, whatever. Whatever. You guys are going to settle Oh, down you have a cat racing. question for me, I hear. I, I do. Yeah. So um, we've had a little uh, mouse situation. Oh, really? Yeah. Inside uh, the house? Yes, inside the house. Uh-huh. And um, uh, we've um, mouse proofed, apparently, but that is. Uh, What's that mean? It means uh, plugging holes with steel wool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not do it, but someone else did. And the, the, the mice are still coming in, let's be honest. So um, <laughs> my husband says, let's get a cat. The cat will just totally take care of that problem. And I said, let me ask Steve Dale, because I'm not sure, one, that's a reason to get a cat, and two, does it work? Okay, so first and foremost, great question. That is not the reason to get a cat. Great. So if if he really wants a cat and you really want a cat, oh boy, I can help you. I know where to get cats. I mean, that the, the Windy Kitty Cat Cafe, for yep. one, they're adopting out cats from Chicago Animal Care and Control. Oh. So the, the Cat Cafe, first, just opened. Woo-hoo. Thank you. But secondly, they're, they're all adoptable cats and they're available from Animal Control. If cats, so you've got to have the right reason to have a cat. They are a member or going to be a member of your family. And if you don't think of it that way, frankly, right. I advise against getting it's a cat. Be a hard pass. Hard pass. Cat. Yeah. However, yeah. cats are the best salespeople for cats. And your husband and you will likely fall in love. But still, you have to understand this is a commitment. So Forever. if you get a cat who's two years old, right. this is a commitment for 12 or 14 more years. Right. You hope. Uh, that's one thing. Second thing, understand the cats can be, because they are cats, a deterrent to lots of mice if they could figure out how to get out. So they smell the cat. They don't even have to see the cat. And they immediately are like, no. call the real estate agent up and look. <laughs> they're looking for they're other like real estate. Yeah. yeah, they're out of there. If they can find a way out, and most mice, not all mice... Some cats, should they see the mice, will do what cats do when they see mice naturally. Do you mean eat the mouse? Bring you the mouse. Either which way. So it's interesting. Well, not necessarily. So sometimes they play with them. That's kind of like a mouse toy that's living. And then they bring you a gift of a traumatized mouse. Other times, other times, the mouse needs to call. Is it still 911 if you're a mouse? <laughs> Whatever they call if you're mouse a mouse. Mouse Yeah, yes. mouse 11 because they're, they're that's it. They're, they're over, out. they're done, they're yeah. right. Okay. Other times the cat will look at the mouse and say what is that? Oh, what am I yeah. supposed to do? They've been domesticated the kind for of cat yeah. I would have. Yeah. So it depends. <laughs> be terrified and yeah. run. It depends on the individual cat. It depends on the yeah. cat's background. So if you have a cat that's been outdoors uh, at some point in its life and has a history of being outdoors and feeding on its own, odds are that mouse will be history. If you have, say, a pedigree Persian cat, oh, I'm thinking uh, not so much. Not so Offensive. much. They're busy watching. TV, yeah, yeah, probably. So it really depends on the individual cat, the cat's background. But the mice may just smell the cat and get out of there. Yeah, I had that. I had like a little, uh, I was renting this place a long time ago when Chairman Meow was a tiny little kitty. And there was, I found a little hole on a shelf of the laundry room. And that's I really, that's where they're coming in. Yeah. And so I just, he was so small at the time. I picked him up and just kind of like rubbed him on the cabinet. (laughs) I just sort of was like, I'm rubbing you on the shelf. I never saw another mouse again. Yeah. Yeah, now, but yeah, that. that's Thank the thing. You. If you get the cat in and they bring you a mousy, you have to fight your instinct and be like, 
because they're giving you they like hunted for you sure. so you have to be like good kitty right yeah right? yeah you, you are right be, and you then can't be like no 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 and you then have to praise i them. hope take the mouse outside and say born free and run, play the whole musical run, mouse, run. <laughs> exactly run fifle <laughs> okay great thank you for that because i was welcome. wondering that you're welcome we, and you mentioned t- the the cat cafe i'm so oh, excited to go there i know this is it's in bucktown chicago for whatever reason so there are 82 or 84 something like that somewhere in there cat cafes around america for whatever reason until this year chicago didn't have one uh so now we have two there's the cat cade an arcade cat cafe. A lot I've going not, on there. Yeah, I, I've not been there yet. I'm Belmont okay. uh, in Lakeview. And now there's the Windy Kitty Cat Cafe, which is a more traditional cat cafe. And the whole idea. So here's what's fascinating. Cat cafe adoption numbers excel animal shelter numbers. Oh. And one would think it's because you get a feel. The cats are like at home. Yeah. You, you, you know, I mean, They're animal shelters out. have done nothing wrong, but they have to be kept it's in, jail. Yeah, well, yeah. they're kept in cages. Yeah, and, they have, and yeah. even those like uh, there are several in Chicago where the cats are free roaming, which is wonderful. You still don't get a feel truly for the cat's personality. I'm not knocking. I mean, these places, the shelters, I mean, they're heroes for being yeah. shelters. Right. Having said that, cat cafe adoption numbers do really, really well. So I'm rooting for the Windy Kitty Cat Cafe. What's more, they're taking animals from where we need them to be taken from the most, and that's Chicago Animal Care and Control, which, by the way, tomorrow morning, I will be on with Steve Cochran or whoever it may be, because I guess Steve has been under the weather. But whoever... So whoever's in. Whoever's in at uh, 9.05, and we're adopting out uh, a dog from Chicago Animal Care and Control. And our record this year on WGN is... We've adopted everyone out. Oh. I'm afraid to even say it. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Let's keep it going. I know. I know. It's incredible. So that's tomorrow morning around 9.05 right here on WGN. So are you telling me there's going to be a dog here? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's very hard to not be. I know. Oh, no. Yeah, you Puppies. guys got to be here. Oh. Maybe you'll have a new friend. That's going to be. Oh, it's so good. All right. You that's the know. problem. Is that I'd be like, I'll figure it out. I'll and, be a dog. And, you know, dogs can scare away mice, too. That's true. Jen? Yeah. Let's get you a little dog. Okay. Let's get you a dog and a cat, just so to cover oh, no, all the mice. No, all right. no, no, Steve Dale, always a pleasure. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy. We're going to take a little break, get you the news, all that good stuff. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. That does it for us here. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy, except... We're moving to the stream. We're going to go over to the stream is what we're going to do.